Welcome to the Tanya Acker Show. Like many people, I first was introduced to the community of Uvalde through the prism of the tragedy that took place at Uvalde Elementary School. As that community continues to mourn and to heal, it also finds moments that bring it together and that create opportunities to celebrate and share some joy. Rolling Stone reporter Julissa Lopez told the story of a teacher who drives 70 miles each way to teach music at Uvalde High School and a group of young students and unlikely musicians who led their community to triumph and to victory. Here I am with Rolling Stone reporter Julissa Lopez and Uvalde High School teacher Albert Martinez. Albert, you are the director of the Uvalde High School mariachi team. Your team recently competed in the University Interscholastic League statewide contest in mariachi and came home with a trophy after having earned the highest rating overall in the state. What did that victory mean to you and your team? It meant everything because uh, when I got there, they were very far from being able to do something like that. So just being able to see the 180, the turnaround from where they started to where we finished was, was you know, it was beautiful. In Julissa's wonderful Rolling Stone piece, she notes that you drive about 70 miles each way to go and coach these students. What was the state of the mariachi program when you first showed up in Uvalde? Well, when I first got there, you know, just like Julissa said in her article, they had been through substitute after substitute and teacher after teacher. And so they weren't really doing anything at all. Unfortunately, the kids were just kind of hanging around and they were using it as a relaxed time. So when I got there and I said, hey, it's time to work, get your instruments. Uh, you know, I had a lot of fight back at first. They didn't want to get going with the program, but uh, it took us a moment to get it going. But I think we got it going. Albert, tell me, what was the hardest part about getting the program going again? Uh, according to Jalisa's reporting, a lot of the students saw this period where they were supposed to be studying mariachi as kind of a free period. So how do you motivate students uh, who may be a little dismissive toward uh, what you want to teach at first? Well, it was one student at a time. You know, one of the things that I remember speaking to the principal about it because I did have a hard time kind of getting them going. Um, and I went in there with an attitude of, we got to get to work. We get to work, take your instruments out. And I really wasn't uh, taking no for an answer. But they weren't working either. They didn't want to do it. So what I finally did is I took a couple of steps back and I realized, I don't know these kids, I realized that I needed to start building relationships and I started talking to them one-on-one. -on -one. Hey, so tell me about you and tell me about you. And some of them didn't want to talk to me at all. So it took me a while to start getting to know one at a time. And I do believe that once I got that going, it definitely changed the, uh, the, the room, you know, so to speak. The room, the room changed, the kids changed. They started telling me about themselves. And then, I know this is going to seem silly, but it was three months before I looked in the room and everybody had an instrument. And I remember telling them, hey, guys, take out your phones and take a picture because this is your day. This is the day that you finally all took out an instrument and made it work. So let's, let's do that right now. And everybody just kind of started laughing. And, and then it was just work after that. When you say they finally took out an instrument, what were they doing before then? 
Oh, they were just laying on the floor looking at their phone. I remember they would just lay on the phone and go up and down and up and down. And I would say, hey, let's go. Let's get working. Yeah, no, this is our free period. We don't do anything in this class. We're not going to do it. And so it was tough. It was tough at first. Julissa, your excellent piece uh, in the May 29th Rolling Stone titled How a High School Mariachi Team Triumphed in Uvalde really focuses less on the tragedy of May 24th, but how this mariachi team's triumph helped bring some joy and solace uh, to that traumatized community. Tell me what you felt on the ground as you were reporting for this story, how people were healing, how they're processing, and the impact of Mr. Martinez and his wonderful students. In our newsroom, we were following the tragedy from the moment we heard what happened and um, having just that horrible moment of, of seeing the names come in as it was happening and, and our news team um, kind of, uh, you know, keeping up to date on everything that was that was going on. I think the first piece that I wrote in Uvalde was when a group of, uh, of about 50 mariachi musicians from all over Texas came to sort of pay their respects and to, and to help the community grieve. And so I'm a music reporter and what I'm really interested in is seeing the different ways that music helps communities you know, process things, helps them, it serves as an outlet for different things. And so that was sort of my, my first contact of just understanding that mariachi music was having a really interesting effect and that it was helping people grieve. There were um, mariachi musicians that were playing at the funeral of, of a lot of the victims. And then it just had really deep-seated roots in, in, in the community. And then I, I, when I came to Uvalde and met Albert for the first time, it was uh, just around April. It had just been, I think it was just before or after Easter. And I think that you still see in so many ways how the community is trying to figure out, I think, how to heal. And I think for a lot of people, that is going to be a really long process. I, I've talked to a lot of the families and what has become sort of their mission is to really work on a lot of gun reform legislation, work on a lot of ways to make schools safer. I think on the same side, there are people in the community who really don't want those changes and it's you know divided the community in a lot of ways. And so I think that when you get there, you just see the different ways that people are having this really difficult conversation about what happened. You see a community that's been divided in a lot of ways. And so I think that's why Things like what these kids did um, is so valuable. When I um, was reporting and calling around, I called, you know, a flower shop. I called a daycare just to get a sense of of what um, this win meant for them. It's interesting that you point out that a community that was really seared by a tragedy was divided about how to respond to that tragedy. But yet uh, Albert and his mariachi musicians we're able to give them something to cheer for together, something to bring the community together. Do you have a sense, Albert, of how meaningful your team and the victory is to that community? Or is it just for you another day in the office after driving for 70 miles to go to work? I honestly thought that um, we could get there in five years. I've been there a year and a half. Uh, I know that there's so much talent in that place. I, I always, When I got the job, a lot of people say, why, why Uvalde, why do you want to? drive all the way out there and I and I would tell everybody it's a diamond in the rough it's just it needs some good teaching it needs somebody that cares it needs somebody that's going to show up and that the kids know that they're that you're going to show up you know and um I just believe that that's that's what they finally realized hey wait a minute he's he's here 
He's not giving us the time off. He's making us work. And, you know, are they perfect? No, I mean, we have a long way to go, in my opinion. I still think they can play a lot better and do, do you know, more things. But it, it's, it's touching to see that, you know, in the piece, there was a couple of things that some of the kids said, you know, that they were taking that with them now, the work ethic that they learned uh, from me. And also some other, uh, Ariana Ovalle, one of the students said that even though we're losing the seniors, that this is something that she's going to be able to teach the younger kids coming up as she stays now and becomes one of the leaders of the group. So it's really good to see that what I've been putting into place is, is coming to fruition. And it's still young. Like I said, it's only been a year. Now, you know, almost two years now. But to be able to get a sophomore in high school to say something like that, it's very meaningful. Did you ever have days, though, you know, as you're making your long drive to work and the kids aren't entirely focused just yet, they're not quite taking the program as seriously as, you, as they ultimately will. Did you ever have days where you were just really, really frustrated and kind of like, I don't know about this. Maybe we just, maybe, maybe I need to do it differently. Did you ever have days where you were unsure, Albert? Yeah, I mean, for sure. The, the first... I mean, it took me three months to finally get every single kid with an instrument in hand. And the first two months, you know, I had kids, you know, almost cussing me out. Like, nah, we're not doing this. And you don't, you don't know anything. And, you know, just kind of like pushing me away, you know. But I had to make a relationship with those kids. Because since it had been a revolving door, like, hey, I'm here today, but now you have a new substitute tomorrow. And then the next day, a new substitute or a new teacher just coming in to watch. So not necessarily did they make them do anything. They would just walk in, hey, I'm going to watch you guys. Just sit there, be quiet, you know, or sit there, do whatever you want. I, I mean, I don't know what was going on because I wasn't there. I just think that that had a, a big effect to it, you know. Once they realized, okay, well, number one, this guy's been here every day for three months now. And every day he tells me, take your instrument out, take your instrument out, take your instrument out. And I just think, you know, after a while, it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to take my instrument out because he's not going to leave me alone. <laughs> and uh, I think that's what happened. I mean, I just I just didn't give up. Sounds like a big part of the recipe here, though, Albert, was your decision to give these students some consistency and some continuity to let them know that you were going to be back there the next day and you were going to insist that. Uh, I think according to Jaleesa's story, you know, you told some of them, don't come back, don't sign up unless you're going to take it seriously. Julissa, you know, you were on, on the ground in Uvalde. You, you've talked to Albert students. You've talked to people in the community. As you talk to the students, to these, uh, to these musicians, these student musicians, what impact do you think this program, uh, this mariachi program has on them? I think it's been huge, to, to be honest, especially given the fact, you know, the program has been around, and Albert, you can correct me if I'm wrong, for almost 25 years. This is the first time that they've um, won a, a, a state competition and gotten first division. The fact that I think that they saw that they could do this and especially do it, I think, in, in a, a period that was incredibly difficult in, in Valdi, I think has been so inspiring. You know, one of the um, I talked to a lot of the seniors because they're getting ready to leave and do all these different things in, in their lives. And so many of them 
you know, going from sort of these reluctant musicians who didn't want to pick up an instrument and, you know, didn't really care. Some of them weren't even in the program before Albert came along and he kind of came and recruited them. Um, almost all of the ones that I talked to plan on still doing music and really want to pursue that in, in, in different ways. Like your trumpet player, Albert, is um, going off to college and, and wants to be a music teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Patrick is uh, going to keep playing guitar, I think, his entire life. And uh, Gael is looking for uh, to buy a violin. Um, so I think, you know, just the fact that this has been an outlet for expression for them that's going to stay in their lives is really meaningful. And also the fact that, you know, that they saw that they could, they could do this, that they could go as far as they did and to, and to, you know, make people around them happy and proud. And um, so many of the, of the people that I talked to, you know, we're, we're just talking about like, as soon as they won um, that trophy and like wanted to bring it back home and like how excited they were to like tell their parents. And a lot of these kids are Mexican American. And so um, I think it was the twins were telling me that their mom immediately called all of their relatives in Mexico and wanted to share this amazing thing that they'd done and share that their kids were state champions. And well, again, because it's so small, you had like, you know, if the kids were out at like a restaurant, there were people in the community going up to them and congratulating them and, and, um, celebrating them. So I think that it's just really meant a lot to have, you know, to have that program for them to have that that outlet and to and to be able to to go as far as I did. And one of the things that struck me when I when I first talked to Albert was just that dedication and that pers- you know that persistence. I did the the morning ride with him, and it was like we left at what five thirty in the morning when it's pitch black in San Antonio and there's nobody else out. And it's just Albert and his car down this long road. And he does it every single day because he's really, really dedicated to this. And I think also he's being pretty modest, but he also brings just a level of professionalism that I think is also, you know, um, we were talking about, he's been playing in, in mariachi bands his whole life. He's played with Linda Ronstadt before he's, he has this experience um, that I think elevates, you know, the musicianship for the for these kids, and that um, makes them want to be better, better musicians as well. How does it feel when you hear that you've now inspired at least one music teacher, another person who wants to, uh, you know, study violin? How does that feel to you as a as a teacher, as an educator? I mean, it's very humbling just to know that that they think that highly of me, and and of course that that they're going to continue to be musicians. I, I, this is my 21st year teaching, um, and I already have ex-band directors, you know, ex-students that are band directors back um, in El Paso, and they still call me for advice, you know. Like, I still call my ex-band director for advice, and, uh, you know, you're always trying to get better. One of the really lucky things about doing this story was that I got to be in Albert's classroom several times and, and kind of be a fly on the wall and see how he interacts with these kids. And it, it really is remarkable. Albert plays like seven instruments and like in the span of a, in a class, I think I saw him play trumpet, violin, uh, guitarron, which is like a really large bass guitar, vihuela. And he's going up to each kid and interacting with them. I think the thing about mariachi music that a lot of people maybe don't understand is that it's really, really complex. You know, there's different sections of the band. They're each doing different things at different times. And then other times they need to be in perfect harmony. And there's all these different things happening that the kids, you know, communication is really key and their connection is really key, um, which is why I think also what they were able to accomplish 
this year so remarkable. And when you see Albert in his classroom, he's kind of meeting everybody on their level and going up to different kids and showing them how to play this part. And then he's switching instruments and showing them how to play this part. And it really just is something that that um, I feel really lucky that I got to see in person. Julissa, I think one of the truly wonderful things about your piece is that sometimes when, you know, the country or the world learns of a community through a tragedy, we just see it through that single lens. But you really told another story of Uvalde that at least helped me learn more about that community, learn more about the bright, fresh, incredible, inspirational things that are happening there. And, uh, you know, Albert Martinez, I remember some of my great teachers who inspired me to do the next thing. And you're one of those greats. You have changed people's lives and you've opened their minds and opened their worlds and created new musicians and new educators uh, where perhaps people hadn't thought about doing that before. So congratulations to you both. Thank you, Julissa, for telling this story. And thank you, Albert, for doing the work. Really wonderful work. Thank you both for being here.